Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names. Caitlin Clark's in there, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect This year's rookie class, whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. They got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. All right, uh, let me give you this incredible stat, and then i got to get Sean Salisbury. 14 quarterbacks have been drafted in the top five between 2009 and 2018. So 14 quarterbacks between 2009 and 2018 among the first five picks. How many quarterbacks are with the team that selected them? The answer is one. Baker Mayfield Jr. the third. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. With that, we make the smooth segue into Sean Salisbury, morning host of the Sean Salisbury Show on Sports Talk 790 in Houston. Sean, it's an inexact science. I don't care how many people are involved, uh, whatever drills, whatever, you know, IQ. Like, how do you – you're able to find your guy. It's not that easy. So the Niners have their guy in Mac Jones, apparently. Urban Meyer's got his guy, and the Jets have their guy. And then you're going to have maybe Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Not all of them are going to succeed. No, that's statistics. That Bobo Brazil, Dan. I was a Bobo Brazil guy, too. That just means we're old. Okay, so we can go back to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dan, it isn't. You can evaluate. Everybody has a differing opinion. Some people love shorts and a T-shirt. Some people need a little bit of film. 
Heck, for Trey Lance and Mac Jones, both of them have started the same amount of games. When we ripped Trey Lance, well, Mac's done it too, but he did it at Alabama. It's not. And the statistics say, Dan, that, you know, one of these guys or two are going to be really are going to be stars. Um, the third guy is going to be pretty good. And the other two will be floundering around trying to find their way, whoever those five are. And the interesting thing about this is, is it may be a guy, a lot of times, if you go to a better football team or the one more equipped, like Ben Roethlisberger, remember Dan, when he was falling, he got to go to a team that didn't have to rebuild. They just reloaded in Pittsburgh. And now he's got a hall of fame career. So whatever it is you go by, and we all have a, you know, the way we view quarterbacks and the way we look at it, you got to be a little lucky. You got to be well coached and you got to have something that we don't see. And it's the things we don't see a lot of times in a quarterback are the things that end up being the difference maker in between good and great. And we draft top five quarterbacks for one big reason. Aside from winning championships, we expect them to be Hall of Famers, Dan. That's we do. If you're drafted as top five quarterback, there cannot be a lot of ifs by your name. But if I said Mac Jones was going to have the career of Kirk Cousins, would that be a successful draft pick for the Niners? Sure it would. You'd win a lot of games, but when we say successful in the top five, Dan, we're not, that's not good enough. That, I mean, the perception, see, we want everybody to be Brady, Mahomes, Manning, where you got to win champion uh, right away. We're in that instant gratification. If you're not good after two, well, you, you're not Patrick Mahomes. What, what happened? You're, you're not Tom Brady. Well, you're, you're right. Those guys, there's few. That's rarefied air. Kirk Cousins is going to leave this NFL when he does with a lot of numbers and a really good career. Vinny Testaverde, hell of a career. You know, not winning Super Bowl champions as a starter. Great. I can go through it. There's more of the, far more of those guys than there is guys that were drafted in the first round that we say, man, what a great player. Look at the 83 class. Three Hall of Famers, two really good careers, and Todd Blackledge didn't have his career. Great broadcaster, great guy, didn't. And Kenny O'Brien and Tony Easton had good careers. Yeah. But, Dan, so, yeah, if Mac Jones has it, but when you draft him third, Dan, when all is said and done, when you and I are sitting around having a drink or we're evaluating on television or radio, we're going to say, yeah, but he didn't win a championship. We don't say that about the left tackle or the right guard. We only say that about the quarterback or the pitcher in baseball. But with Kirk Cousins, he was a success story because he's, what, a fourth-round draft pick? They had drafted yep. RG3 the same year. Yep. You know, Mac Jones doesn't get that benefit. He, he's not nope. – you know, he's moving up, they moved up, and they're going to go up there and get him. But trying to understand, like Justin Fields did everything that you, I guess you're supposed to do. He played right. big in, in big games, played hurt. Um, but I, I, don't under, I don't understand this. I don't understand the Justin Fields where teams are, like he was dropping. I'm going to tell you why, Dan, is I'm trying to figure out too. Let's see, after the game against Clemson and then the national title game when he was toughing it out, outplayed Trevor Lawrence in the football game. Yeah. What happened between – we didn't have a combine, right, Dan, this year? So what's happened between the time that game ended in January to now? I'll tell you what's happened. One person starts the verbiage, and then the next person buys in, and then people start to panic. See, we do everything we can to find out what's wrong with the guy as opposed to all the great things that's right. None of them are a perfect science. None of them are perfect at what they do. But he's got far more great traits and qualities than, than, than things that are negative. So what happened is that it starts to snowball. Oh, somebody said he didn't work hard. What about all of us that believe he works hard or that he does get through his progressions or that he does put his foot in the ground and he is tough and that players love being around him, he elevates the play. Only thing I can see with Justin Fields, 
Uh, I, I watched the tape and, and see about 80% of his throws this year. And he makes good decisions. He's a winner. He's tough. He's competitive. Yet somehow on the verbiage, somebody started to say, well, four guys don't like him. I can't draft him. If you love him, draft him. I think it's absurd. And I think we're irresponsible, irresponsible a lot of times in the way we judge quarterbacks. If you're a person that just watches one game, don't come at me and tell me you know what Justin Fields is doing. Watch him in shorts and a T-shirt. Watch him in film. Talk to the backup quarterback. Talk to a wide receiver. Talk to his coach. Those are the people that are around him all the time. The person sitting up in the upper deck or that's going on a hot take show and saying, you know what, I saw him. He threw a pick in game four against Indiana, and he overcame it too. So I tend to look at the good things as long as there's it's not overbearing that the, the, you know a guy – doesn't move and he throws too many picks and there's so many things against him. Justin Fields is a hell of a player. And I think it's irresponsible and absurd for us to judge a guy in shorts and a t-shirt more than we do in pads and to start saying things about somebody that you quite frankly, don't know enough about the local coverage in Houston with Deshaun Watson. Now you have sponsors who are starting to fall by the wayside. Has anything changed locally with Deshaun Watson? Dan, four months ago, if you'd have said, Sean, and we've talked and we have about him, about his game and if, if when he demanded a trade and all that, but before that even, and this what's going on now, the court of public opinion would have been he was held in as high regard on and off the field as anybody was in their city. Any quarterback, any player, charity, giving, great teammate, uh, just, a, just a, great, a, a great person, a great football player. The, I'm just going by the court of public opinion. I – I'm not implying guilt either way. Both sides deserve to be heard and let the, 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 the system take, you know, the justice play it out, and then we'll make an opinion. But the court of public opinion, it's 180 degrees different than it was, Dan. For all the stuff they said that he was then, the majority of the people that come on my show or the talk in Houston is 180 degrees different now. Regardless of what happens, unfortunately, or depending on how you look at it, his, his reputation, the damage that's been done by this or by him is going to take a long time, and I don't know if he'll ever be able to fix it. But the court of public opinion is now is uh, he's not going to play it down this year or what have you. This is even before we know if guilt is there. But because and people are saying, well, are 22 people lying? Are four people? Four's too much. One's too much. It's, it's, it's 180 degrees different, Dan, than what we thought about uh, – Deshaun Watson, or what the public thought about Deshaun Watson four months ago. Is he tradable? Today, no. I mean, now there's always somebody who's, who, if, I mean, as we sit today, and I asked that question yesterday, just as we sit today knowing what we do and don't know, can you trade him or would you take him? I don't know how you can. Now, four months from now, we may be saying, yeah, you can trade him, and yeah, you can take him because it's all been cleared up. But right today, you're basically – saying your team one side and devaluing or diminishing the importance on the other side. Football's not more important. It, it, we have to wait. So do the Texans, so do other teams. So does anybody passing judgment on both sides? We have to wait, Dan, because if somebody did take him on, they'd simply they, you'd be giving him away as a football player. I think just the PR move and what's good for your franchise, you can't move him and you, can't, you, you cannot trade for him today. He's Sean Salisbury, the uh, host of the Sean Salisbury Show, Sports Talk 790 in Houston. You had 12 starts in your career. You won six of those 12 starts. But if I look at the ratio of starts to quality quarterbacks you defeated, 
you might be up there as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time because Hall of Fame. Close. Hall of Fame. Close. You beat Jim Everett. You beat Bubby Brister. You beat Brett Favre. You beat John Elway. You beat Steve Young. You beat Jim Harbaugh. And guess what? 6-0 and against them. It's the only reason why, Dan, because I didn't play any of them a second time. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. You, 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 hey, you, you got you, out of the country. If, you went to Canada. If, if you want to know how great my starts were and how quality, just ask me. And I'll remind Elway of those guys about it all the time, brother. <laughs> if you ran into Favre, would you say, how long would it take before you'd say, yeah, I beat you, Brett? I Well, I'd say, you know, it's still a, hey, it hovers over him. I lost to Salisbury. <laughs> I, I, I would say, hey, Brett, it's great to see you, man. Boy, last time we saw we were hanging out and having a blast at Elway's tournament. And by the way, I beat both of you guys, just so you know, undefeated. And where's Steve Young at? I whooped his rear end, too, while all three of those guys are wearing mustard-colored jackets, and I'm sitting here talking to you. <laughs> Paulie, do you have Sean Salisbury's stats against one of these guys? Yeah, you mowed his grass, Sean. You were 30, uh, 20 for 33, 292, and two touchdowns. Favre had three interceptions and no touchdowns. Oh, and by the way, just I, I, I don't know, Dan. I, by, by the way, yeah. by the way. What else do you against, have? Against Elway in a driving snowstorm. Of course. I beat him in his building. I went in there in front of his family and was the NFL player of the week, just so you know. <laughs> Thank you, bud. And they're all laughing at me. Say, Sean, hey, everybody finds a little luck six times in their career. Yeah. There you go. Thank you, Sean. Have a great weekend. Great to, great to talk to you. I love you guys. I appreciate you having me on. Sean Salisbury, morning host of the Sean Salisbury Show, Sports Talk 790 in Houston. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope. I was wrong because then I tried right brand bacon and honestly, I was speechless. And you know, it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly, but it was mind blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job. And I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick cut, flip your whole world upside down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. Get upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. McLovin, the poll question we're going to go with, then we'll get to Darius Rucker. What's the best non team sport event of the year? Oh, I thought you were going best wrestler. Oh, can we do that? I didn't know if I got the approval to do that. Well, yes. We can do it just because Darius has a favorite. Rest. Oh, absolutely. Sorry. Well, so oh, we could do it tomorrow. We have the Miz on tomorrow. Well, the choices that we came up with, we crowdsourced a little bit, were The Rock, Steve Austin, Randy Savage, Andre the Giant, Ric Flair, and uh, a couple other newer ones that I didn't even know. But that's who we're going Hulk with. Hulk Hogan. On Hulk Hogan. Yeah. But I know who Darius Rucker is going to take. Like, he is invested in this wrestling. Is it one of those names? Yes, he is. Grammy Award-winning country star. I've lost track of how many number one songs you have. That's how damn good you are. How, <laughs> good to see you, brother. Uh, good to see you, too. So how many is it now? You got another number 10? 10. 10, yes. You're sort of the Mariah Carey of country, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> How's that? Please explain that one. <laughs> well, no, she has a lot of number one hits. Yeah, but it's like you know, I got I got ten, and like I think Florida Georgia Line has been been here the same time as we got like eighteen. So I'll be all right. <laughs> what about George Strait? George Strait's got sixty-two. <laughs> how many? How many yeah. number one hits does George Strait have, Paulie? Forty-four. Sixty-one hits. Forty. Really? That's it? I thought it was sixty-one. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, forty-four. That's it. Forty-two. <laughs> like he's the goat. Is he the goat of country? Oh, no, probably the go-to coach is probably Johnny Cash. He's probably the Ooh, go-to. yeah, I'll second that. Yeah, I, I actually saw George Strait last night. Oh, you did? Yeah. Like performing? We were uh, c- cutting the uh, Charlie Pride special for CMT, and he was there. We talked for a while. Yeah. Did you ever meet Johnny Cash? No, never got to meet Johnny Cash. Yeah. I wish. 
I wish. Yeah, I wish I would have. I I wasn't smart enough at the time to understand how great he was. Like yeah, it, I, it's weird. That's there good. there's certain guys like I'm. Not, you know, I saw Sinatra at the very end of his career, and I I'm glad I did, but I wish I wouldn't have. Yep, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, John, I mean Johnny, as 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 big as he is, I still think he's underrated. I mean, I just think he he was the man. I mean, I, I listen to some of his songs now, and Johnny Cash was the man. But when he went to Folsom Prison and sang those songs in front of the inmates, and yeah, you got to hear the whole story. Like that, his label told him, "If you do this, we're not going to put it out. You can't do it." And he told him to basically kiss his butt and went and made the record. And it's a classic. Did you ever do a cover of Johnny Cash? Oh, I do Folsom Folsom Prison Blues oh, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, my masterpiece is uh, out now. That's the new single that follows yes. the uh, most recent number one single, "Beers in Sunshine." Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Life is going good for Darius right now. See that? I, I just talked about Dan. You should, I just talked about myself in the third person. You let me do it. Once again, Mariah Carey. Mariah <laughs> Carey, <laughs> you're a diva. <laughs> you are a diva. I knew it. I I told. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I you have a favorite wrestler. I have two very they're tied at number one, of course, Ric Flair. And I can't believe McLovin didn't mention Dusty Rhodes nope. and, and his thing. But the thing is, it's all you northern boys don't realize that Dusty Rhodes was probably the second greatest wrestler of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's the Northern Boys. But but you bought the robe. When we were at the Jim Valvano celebrity golf event, and I, I just remember going, "Wait, you're going to spend that much money on a road?" <laughs> Dude, it was almost fifty thousand dollars, man. But it was worth it. I still got it. It's in my closet right now. Were you? Still, can you go get it? Yeah, be right back. Okay. All right. So, I was there. This is when Michael Jordan bought a motorcycle. Uh, who did he? Let's see. Uh, Roy Williams. He bought a motorcycle for Roy Williams' wife. And I think they still have it. But you start to see people spending all this money, and all of a sudden they had Ric Flair's robe, and Darius starts bidding. And I go, oh, my God. And then I go, and this is a, um, a match-used uh, <laughs> Not like a house bathroom. <laughs> oh, okay. That is... The major boy. That, that is pretty special. It is. That's like Elvis. It is. He was at the house the other day, and I, I made him put it on. Wait, put it on. Just put it on real quick. All right. Put it on real quick. Let's see. So Darius has got his Ric Flair Elvis. What? <laughs> 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 Let me tell you something, Rick. Dusty Rose, Dinner Rose, Ric Flair's coming to get you. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm back. I'm back. Okay, I'm back. okay, but okay. What was the conversation like when you went home with that robe? Oh well, I was single at the time, oh, okay. so <laughs> there, was, there was no conversation. Because the funny conversation was, you were there. I'm I'm sitting with the Hootie Boys, yeah, and this other guy's been with me, and I'm turning to those guys, going, "Y'all got me right because I'm getting this robe." <laughs> well, you guys weren't swimming in money back then, were you? Uh, about that time, it was starting to roll. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So you're, it, you're yeah. single and you could afford that. Yeah. It was, you know, and I, it's the prize. I got some great stuff in my sports collection and that's my prize possession right there. Uh, 
The Dolphins, uh, you're set. You're set on your quarterback. By the way, Super Bowl. You became no. You became a <laughs> you became a Rams fan for a little while this last year. When? Why? Never? I went to a Ram, I went to the Dolphins Rams game. But you 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 had a friend who was a Rams fan, and you became yes. a Rams fan for a little while. And I said, wait a minute, you're the guy that the Dolphins make you cry, and you're a Rams fan. I was I wasn't a fan. I was just helping my friend support the Rams. Oh, okay. So you <laughs> uh, were you were a fan of the fan of the Rams. Okay, okay. Go. Now I got it. Okay, because <laughs> I didn't go. know if you jumped ship. I didn't know if you're not a Dolphins fan. <laughs> Ever, man. I got to get my tattoo touched up. I'm ready to go. So you're sold on the Dolphins. All everything Su- they did. Super Bowl. No, you say that every year. But I, the moves we're making. I love what they're doing in the front office. I love Coach Flores. I, I love Tua. You know, I think it's going to – I mean, this could be our year. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. No, I, look, I love the fact that you you never jumped off the bandwagon. Never, man. It's been, we haven't, I, always, I always say, man, we haven't won the Super Bowl since I was seven, and I'm 54 <laughs> now. <laughs> wow. It's a long That's time. crazy. 47 years, bro. 47 and, and by the years. way, we're coming up on our anniversary – this week at Augusta was the first time we actually crossed paths. Yeah. But you guys didn't say anything to me because you didn't think that I would know who you guys were at the time. That's a true story. We we were too scared to come and talk to you because I think one of us said, like, let's go say hey. I was like, he's not gonna know who the heck we are, man. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not gonna care. <laughs> Even now, same thing. I know. Yeah. Still don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. But oh, yeah, that no. was nineteen ninety four. Yep, ninety four. Yeah. Yeah. Um Seaton, you want to play a little uh, my masterpiece there with uh with Darius? We do that. I would talk up to the vocals if I knew when the vocals started, but I'm going to guess the vocals <laughs> one of my songs are going to start right here with Darius Rucker. I was born with a heart with a beat like a rolling stone. Never did I realize where I was supposed to belong. I never knew what I was meant to do. Never made sense to me till I made sense to you. I never had a silver spoon. I didn't go up in a castle. I never walked on the moon. I never played a Sistine Chapel. I can't play piano like great Charles. But baby, when my life was through, I hope they say my masterpiece is loving you. That's good stuff. Oh, thank you, man. Good I stuff. Love that song. Have you ever done a one-take song, either with Hootie and the Blowfish or on your in your solo career? You mean like in the studio? Yeah, just one, one, one and done. Uh, I have, I have, uh, but you know, I've I've done it where I where I did it, and then they did two, three more, and took the first one. But uh, oh, okay, okay, yeah, I'm, you know, let's sing the song and let's move on. But that, do you remember the song that you took the first take on? Uh, I think "Let Her Cry" was one of the was was the was the first take, and then we fixed it up a little bit. Uh, uh, I believe "Wagon Wheel." Was oh, really? That was <laughs> get it out. <laughs> Have you heard from Bob Dylan yet about "Wagon Wheel"? 
Yeah, he sent me a picture of the check that he got. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. No, not true, but I'm, I'm sure it was a big number. <laughs> and you made it a hit, and now you got to sing it the rest of your career. Dude, I have a motto in my life that I don't put any song on my record I'm not willing to sing for the rest of my life. And that's a prime example. I mean, if I sing three songs, I have to sing Wagon Wheel. If I sing one, I got to sing Wagon Wheel. You got to do Wagon Wheel and Hold My Hand the rest of your life. The rest rest of your life. Okay. Absolutely. Are you ready for this, uh, this Masters draft? I'm so ready. Okay. How are we doing this now? Explain to me how we're doing this. Okay. It's a snake draft. Okay, who, who all's in? Uh, all the Danettes, me, gotcha. and you. Um, and, and. Am I first? <laughs> yeah, I'll let you go first. I'll let you go no. first. You sure we can you, put four? We can do, have you already got it set up? I'm ready. You go first. All right, I'm going to go with Dustin Johnson. God. All right. Uh, Fritzy, you're next. I am going to take Mr. Justin Thomas. All right. McLovin? Oh, I got to go Bryson DeChambeau. All right. Why? Okay, I take that back. <laughs> He's gonna try to hit the ball. He's gonna try to hit the ball over the trees in Augusta. Yeah. And two if he gets two triples, it's over. He's trying to drive the first green today. I'll go for it. If he he better hit it. Uh Seaton, you're next. John Rahm. Alright. Paulie? Uh it's been a while for this guy, Rory McElroy. Alright. I'll take uh, Jordan Spieth, and on the way back down, I'm going to take Patrick Cantlay. Uh, so now it comes back to Paulie. He's got one knee, but it's pretty good. Brooks Kepka. Okay. All right. Seton O'Connor. I'm going to take... Colin Morikawa. Okay. McLovin. Tony Finau. Tony and the Finau. Oh, how can you take the brother? That was mine. <laughs> <laughs> you want to trade? There's no there's no territorial rights here because he's a brother. Uh, Fritzy. Webb Simpson. All right. Then you get another one. No, oh, no, no, no. no. Then Darius goes. Yeah. I'm going to take Daniel Berger. Ooh. And my man, Patrick Reed. Okay. You're one of the few people who likes Patrick Reed, right? <laughs> I do like Patrick. He's a friend of mine. <laughs> but he's got a bad reputation. He does, but he's a good dude. He's got a bad reputation. I like Patrick. Every I, I like Patrick, and I'm going to keep him. Okay. You know what? Then you don't have to apologize. Uh, who's next? Fritzy? I'm going to take Bubba Watson, who was just on our show recently. Oh, okay. All right. Got Bubba. Uh, McLovin? I would take my guy, Victor Hovland. Victor in the Hovlands, okay. Seaton. Can't believe Andrew just stole Victor from me. Uh, <laughs> did anybody take Xander Shoffley? Xander Shoffley is still on the board. Welcome to the team, Xander. Paulie Esther? <laughs> uh, Kyle Morikawa? Uh, oh, he's, he's gone? He's gone. Off the board? You I should don't lose that... a pick. Yeah. Okay, you should. If that name, how could you miss that All right, name? Paulie, Holy then call. you have to pick last <laughs> I'm now. fine. Um, I'm going to take Cameron Smith. And uh, so then it's Paulie, and then that's it? No, you got to pick two and then Paulie. Oh, okay. Oh. Ooh. No, I guess you, you're right. You pick one and then Paulie. That's right. If we're only doing – how many people are we doing? It's three, three? three rounds. Okay. 
Okay, we got so three. I, I, I have my three. Paulie, you have the last pick here. Uh, it's been a long time, Jason Day. Huh. Right. So explain how, how this works, Dan. Um, how does this work? Now, it's under par, strokes under par. You combined all three golfers. Okay. Okay. All and, right. and what if the, you got misses the cut? Uh, then how you did suck. how did we? Um, <laughs> well, you don't get the under par. I get what you're saying. So I it's it. the it's uh, if all three guys you know make the cut, then you get their total. There is that right, Seaton? Okay. That's what uh, we came up with. Yeah, yeah, I think that. that I think right. we had that. Yeah, that conversation. And it's awesome of uh, Darius to uh, put up the Nature Boy robe as part of the. Is that not part of the contest? That's that's not, that's not part of the prize. Oh, I'll take you oh, to dinner, sorry. though. <laughs> I'll take you to dinner. If I leave. And by the way, that dinner can be expensive. When Darius has, the, with you guys, it has been expensive. We, the last time you were in New York and you had a number one hit, and we yes. went to dinner, and yeah, that, and I let Dan order the one. You you actually lost money making that album, I think. <laughs> after after that dinner, oh man, I loaded up because I said, "Hey, are we celebrating?" He goes, "Bleep yeah!" And I go, "All right." So I didn't I didn't look at the wine list from right to left. I looked at it from left to right, and I just remember I think we might have been too drunk to let the price, you know, the cost impact us that night. I think it was the next day. And you were like, wait, wait, what the bleep did you order last night? I said, <laughs> everything. <laughs> uh, uh, everything. Yes, it, yeah, it was it was a good night, though. We had a blast. Uh, great to see you. Glad you're doing well. And uh, the uh, new single is my masterpiece. That's uh, follows the uh, record 10th uh, number one single, Beers and Sunshine. Oh, by the way, he was uh, named the Southern of the Southerner -er -er of the year. What, what do you get for that? Um, I got a key to the South. <laughs> I, got, I got a little blurb in Southern Living Magazine. It That's was it. Awesome. That's so you're the Southerner of the year. I'm the Southerner of the year. I'd like to thank everybody who voted for me. <laughs> the Academy. Thank you very much. The Academy. <laughs> uh, and by the way, since I had to send you your Grammy back, has yes. has have the Grammys been nice to you since then? Did it help you at all? Uh, actually, yeah, I actually won one. <laughs> I won another one since you sent it back. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad that I sent that back. <laughs> they're, they're, they're all right there now. They're all right there. See them right there? Yeah, they're just sitting there. Just sitting there. Wait, that's your night table? That's my night table in my room. <laughs> they're just sitting under there. <laughs> yeah. but see, why Why couldn't I have kept one in the man cave? I don't. I thought it was great, but I don't know. They they got some 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 crazy rules. I don't know. You know, they they when they send it to you, you get a thing that says like they still they still belong to the Grammys. They still oh. belong to the Grammy Foundation, so you know. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I just got this panic uh, message from you, like, dude, you got to send me my Grammy back. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I couldn't believe they were making a stink of it either. Man, you know. And if they don't give me another one, that's okay. I got three. <laughs> <laughs> You're no George Strait. No, I'm not. No George Strait or Vince Gill. I went to Vince Gill's house to do something to work on his album <laughs> in the studio. He had 34 of them. Like 30. I was like, man, what are you doing? I'm like, how do you get 34 Grammys? You know, but yeah, he's got them. Well, you're sort of like me when I go to Bob Costas' house. Yes. Because Bob's, exactly. Bob's got like 25 sports Emmys. 
Like he yeah. gives them out at Halloween. That's how many. <laughs> <laughs> that's how many he has. Um, hey, maybe I'll cross paths with you here soon. I hope so, man. I miss you. All right. I miss you. Love you, brother. Thank you, Darius. Love you. That's uh, Darius Rucker. He's uh, very popular. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope. I was wrong because then I tried right brand bacon and honestly, I was speechless. And you know, it takes a lot to get me speechless, Paulie, but it was mind blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job. And I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick cut, flip your whole world upside down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. Get upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon.
Matt Barnes, Steven Jackson, uh, former NBA players. They were in the, the association, as the kids like to say, for a long time. And they have a podcast, a very popular podcast called All the Smoke. And they join us on the program. Uh, let me start with who came up with the idea to start the podcast. Um, me. Uh, you know, Jack and I were both respectively working with um, ESPN and Fox at the time and getting a lot of positive feedback. But, you know, working for those kind of networks, you got to kind of walk a straight line. And, you know, Jack and I could walk a straight line, but we'd rather step out every once in a while. Um, so I told him, let's try a podcast. And I didn't even really know what it was at the time. I just knew we could freely speak. Um, he's like, what is it? I'm like, I'm not sure. He's like, but I'm in. <laughs> and from there, we, went, we were off running. But what's the goal? I think to create a platform where we're able to tell our own stories. Um, I think for so long, other people have told our stories and some people have done a good job, but some people have put their spin on it. And I think for people who have actually walked in our shoes uh, to be able to tell our own stories is special, especially in uh, this day and age. Sometimes you can get that player to relax. That's the goal. But sometimes that person may not know they're kind of walking into something that could get them in trouble. Well, I think the good the good thing about our platform is we come off as we wear emotions on our sleeves. So they come in free and open because as soon as you walk into our studio, you see me and Matt being ourselves, you know, the same people we are on and off the camera. So I think I think we welcome for people to come in and, and be and be their unfiltered self because that's how we live our lives. You know, we wear our emotions on our sleeves. So, you know, this is a platform for people to 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 be their their real selves and not the person that everybody expect them to be being on TV or being an athlete. Did you ever interview anybody that you didn't like when you started the interview, but <laughs> liked them after the interview? I wouldn't say didn't like. I would probably just say didn't know, uh, didn't know as well. Or even something we were actually just talking about the other day, even people we think we know well, um, when we actually sit down and interview, we learn so much more. But I'll say one person that um, I was pleasantly surprised with and didn't really understand his impact in the space was Jim Gray and his imprint um, in this space over, you know, however long he's been doing it, I think 30, 40 plus years um, to just to kind of understand, you know, having Ali's first and last interview and everyone in between. Um, I love that. Like he was one of our favorite interviews and he was, uh, you know, when, when his name came up, I'm like, Jim, Jay, Jim Gray, the interview. Yeah. Okay. We could definitely do Jim Gray, but I just had a whole new found appreciation for him. Um, once we were done talking, because I mean, his, his, I mean, his, the, the, the trail he set is, you know, going to go down in history as one of the greatest to ever do it. I call him the Forrest Gump of uh, sports broadcasters because he's been everywhere. Like right. you, you bring up a name and the Jim Gray was there. It's like, right, you definitely. know, Elvis at the White House and, uh, you know, Jim Gray was there. So, but, you know, he, he's he's interviewed everybody. Yeah, he's um, special. Uh, who came up with the title, All the Smoke? Um, we put a name. We we we. we, we opened it up to our uh, our fans to kind of think of a name and then oddly enough my sister came up with the name mm -hmm. so i told i don't remember i think i was going to offer someone like 2500 if they can come up with the name but since my, my family member came up with the name i just kind of charged it to the game so i just gave her a hug and said <laughs> thank you <laughs> but all the smoke is not what we think all the smoke is correct 
I think literally and physically. I mean, some 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 days we're blowing it down in here. I'm not gonna lie to you, Dan, and it's you could barely see. I could barely see my counterpart. Uh, but for for the most part, I think all the smoke has several different meanings, and I just think you know it, it's kind of an unfiltered view of information we're bringing you you know so we're, we're we're bringing you a lot of smoke all the smoke however you want to say it so i guess there's a couple different uh meanings for it but you know we cover each of them steven are you better high when you're interviewing <laughs> uh dan i'm never not high <laughs> okay <laughs> even now Good answer even now even yes, now even now really Yes, wake, sir. wake and bake. You can wake and eat. You can wake and eat your edibles. We wake and bake. <laughs> Is it good to get you early in the day or later in the day? It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, uh, this is this is nothing new to us. And um, we don't do things for for people are, are to be positive are, are to be popular. You know, these, these these are things that we've been doing our whole career to keep us active, to keep us sane, to be able to make it through, you know, the ups and downs of life. And this is has worked for us. This is this is what they say. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And, uh, and uh, it, it works for me. Let me add to that, though, Dan. I would say it's better to get Jack early because I've, <laughs> I've, I've caught him. Uh, if, if we have three interviews, sometimes I, I have to elbow him. Sometimes I catch him nodding off mid interview. So I would say get Jack earlier <laughs> than later. <laughs> it's called All the Smoke with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Uh, what's the first question you would ask Paul Pierce if you had him on? We've had him. Yeah, we had Paul already. Well, not um, lately. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't ask him nothing because he's not doing nothing that nobody don't do. I think I think just the fact that it was on camera that and, 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 and people, you know, want to want to judge him for it. But that's done everywhere. It's just not all athletes do it. It's just not on camera. So for people to just judge him for having fun and having a good time. Yeah, it shouldn't have been on camera. Yeah, you got to be more private what you do when you represent a, 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 a what I'm looking for a company, a company like ESPN. But at the same time, all players do it I and, think, and Disney. I but think hey, that's what you said. People that work at Disney do it. They're just yeah. not on camera. Well, I think that kind of goes back to what I said earlier, um, Dan, you know, about, you know, Jack and I being able to walk that straight line. But sometimes we'd like to step off that line. And, you know, we've done everything pretty much you saw in Paul's video. But we've just it, it hasn't been on camera. You know what I mean? And we don't want to speak for other people, but we know other people do it, too. I just think it was a combination of all of it on camera. And it being Disney, you know, it was a little hard. So I was actually surprised. You know, I had spoke to someone who worked at ESPN that night. You know, I was like, yo, is Paul going to be OK? And, you know, and the person's like, you know, they don't like what he did. But, you know, I'm not sure if there's much they can do. And then, you know, a day later, he's fired. So uh, it's very unfortunate. You know, we're big fans of Paul and we know he'll land on his feet. But you just got to kind of be careful this day and age, I guess. <clears throat> What's the biggest tab you guys put up at a club? Probably like 20. 20,000? 20,000? But see, what you, you got to realize, though, when we when we go to clubs, the teams I've been on, the teams he, we've been on, we all go out as a team. So that 20,000 has been broke down between mm-hmm. 10 millionaires. Mm-hmm. So it's really not that much money. We always together. We had a situation in New York not too long ago where we got the company card and did a little bit of damage on it. Just, <laughs> just myself and Jack and, and, a, and a couple people buying everyone shots in the restaurant. <laughs> How much? How much, man? Man, what was it? I don't know. I don't know I don't if we remember. want to say it out loud because Brian, by five, Brian's five, right here. Five K, five K. Yeah, a dinner or dinner for two or dinner for three ended up costing five thousand that <laughs> night. So we had a little bit of fun. What's the one question you would want to ask Michael Jordan? Oh man. Oh man. Uh, I think I would want to ask him to come on our show. 
This is a good one. I like that. That was a good one, right? Um, <laughs> you are high, Stephen. No, that's not a good question. You want to ask That's a great him, question. I need the second question, then. I think... Um, Nothing more important than him coming on our show right now. First and foremost. First and foremost. Sorry, Dan. I would like to ask him... Um, you know, I, I've seen him. He's kind of opened up a little bit more um, in the last maybe two, three, four years. And I think really since Kobe's passing, um, his speech at the funeral was was incredible. And, and what he brought to that moment was incredible. And just kind of ask him, you know, is seeing Kobe do it, being more open, being one of the most more open superstars, does that encourage him to do it a little more? Because he's someone we've always kind of wanted to know what is like behind the scenes. I think his his uh, his uh, his doc last, last dance. dance I, I mean. think the last dance really let us in to a side of Mike we've never been able to see because you know social media and cameras weren't around back then, um, and he's one of you know a lot of people's favorite person, favorite player. So I just, we, we like to kind of see a little bit more behind the scenes. Obviously we want to respect his privacy and he's not that type of person we understand, but I think, you know, the last few years we've been kind of seeing him open up more and more and we just like that to continue. And it was kind of interesting too, that you and Kobe started out as, you know, adversaries and then grew closer because of one moment there. Right. Right. Which I don't know how often that happens, but, you know, you have the flinch and then all of a sudden, you know, you guys eventually become very good friends. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was a, you know, a, a Kobe and myself kind of started. I met him in, in 98 when I went to UCLA, you know, him, him coming to L.A. at 18. He was young uh, and he was at you know, around UCLA all the time. So, you know, we'd see him. He'd be playing pickup games with us in the summertime. He would pra- he would work out in poly. I would sneak back in and watch him train. So it kind of just became like a wow Okay, I'm gonna have to eventually guard someone like this one day to eventually make in the league, and then just respecting each other, knowing every time you know he, we we played each other, I really looked forward to it, and then um, you know it kind of came to a head in in Orlando, 2010, with the ball fake, and then after that season, you know he called me up and and literally said, you know anyone crazy enough to f- with me is crazy enough to play with me. Do you want to be a Laker? And literally three days later, I was a Laker. You know, so we went from opponents to teammates to brothers because we were both going through a lot of stuff off the court that season. So we were bonding on and off the court, you know, going to dinner, hanging out, you know, spending time together. And I got a chance to really know him as a person, not just the basketball player. You guys have had some great interviews, even even when you had Calvin Johnson on that. His nickname was Butterfingers in high school. Crazy, right? Imagine that. I know. And then Steven basically said, you know, how do you get from Butterfingers to Megatron? Megatron, right. Yeah. It's a hell of a transformation. It was, it was great. Yeah. Like, I, uh, you know, you had Steve Nash, Chris Paul, uh, Durant. Uh, do you guys have Visine as a sponsor? I was wondering about that. That'd be something good that maybe <laughs> hey, you should have. That's not a bad idea. Hey, that's a good idea. You might you might have just you, you might be onto something there, Dan. We, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have the, the, our internal team hit them up. <laughs> Uh, Steven, if you were playing and you're a free agent and you had to pick the Nets or the Lakers to play for, who would you play for? Nets. The Nets? Yes. Because? Easy. I'm, I'm good friends with Kyrie. Um, I'm more of a fan of KD than anybody, and uh, Kyrie than anybody. I love LeBron. I would love to play with him. It's, it's hard to say not play with LeBron, but I have a relationship with those guys in Brooklyn, so I'm more of a lawyer guy than a fan. What about you, Matt? I would say Lakers. You know, I'm a California guy. Got a chance to, you know, run with them with, you know, with Kobe and, and, and we didn't get it done. So I would love to try to run it back with LeBron and them and try to get a ring as a Laker. Who's the better player between you two right now? Me by far. By far? 
Yes, yeah, by I, far. I don't play basketball. He ain't played in I don't know how long. Four years. Yeah, I don't play basketball. I'm the all time leading scorer in the big three. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got I got him a trophy for that too. Where where is that trophy from the big three? I, I, I haven't I got it. it in the, I threw it in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good luck with the show, and uh, great to talk to you guys. And I, you know, I'm I'm glad that you found something that you know is missing, and that is you know, an opportunity for somebody to walk in there, and it's almost like a safe space that walking in, and you guys identify, you understand, and uh, when you ask a question, it's. Like this is your version of the barbershop. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, a sm- yeah. it's the, the smoke shop. That's what we wanted to create. You know, it wasn't so much, a, you know, a stick a microphone in your face interview situation. We wanted to create, you know, kind of like a man cave situation where there's no cameras. If there was no cameras, you know, how, how would a conversation go? And that's what we cr- uh, tried to create. And we've been able to do that. So we appreciate that. And we definitely need you on the show when you get some time. Yes, Ooh. sir. Do I, what kind of questions are we getting though? We're gonna get all kinds of questions. You just got to make sure you eat a couple edibles before oh, you come. And hey, you, you, yeah, you, 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 you were one of the first guys to interview us. Well, not only that, but you set the blueprint of how to build your own and step away from the norm and stand on your own. So mm-hmm. you are a blueprint to us. So we appreciate being on your show, and we got to have you on our show so you can give us some game. I, I would love to. I never was high on Sports Center. Okay. <laughs> not as far as you know. Not as far as you know. I was never right. high. <laughs> I may have acted like that, but I was not. Uh, yeah, Matt, classic. Stephen, thank you, and good luck, yeah, guys. Thank you. Take care. Appreciate it, Dan. Thank have you so one. much, Dan. Uh, a lot of fun. Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.